friends, I was reminded of an important lesson on Thursday night. I was bathing my kids, placing each one in the bath, turning on the water, making it perfect temperature. But all of a sudden, I heard screams from both children. It turns out that there was a redback spider in the bath. Evelyn was screaming. I grabbed her out. Then I saw the redback spider going close to Noel and I grabbed him out quickly. And I learned this lesson. Paying attention is vital to human survival. Would you agree? Hands up if you would agree with that. Paying attention is necessary. I had no idea where that spider came from. It just popped out of nowhere. But I learned maybe I need to pay more attention Today in Hebrews, we will see that the message of salvation demands our fullest attention. The preacher desires the Hebrews to be anchored in the word, to listen to Jesus. And I just want to look at a few verses with you right now. I want to look at this first verse. The preacher urges the Hebrews to pay much closer attention. The idea here is to approach something with diligence and the full submission of our minds. Full submission of our minds. The Hebrews are then told what they should pay attention to. They must humbly heed what they have heard. The Hebrews are urged to surrender their whole selves to the saving gospel, the saving message of Jesus Christ. They must never forfeit their interest in the preached word. They must diligently remember, consider, and attend to his message each day. I think of it like this. Like a servant bowing down before your royal king, the Hebrews were urged to prepare themselves for his word. Christ's word, humble themselves to his word and make resolutions to obey his word. The seriousness of paying paying attention to the message of Jesus should not be underestimated. This is a very important word that is transforming the entire world. And the Hebrews, for the sake of their souls, must listen to the word that they received. The preacher then says this, if we pay attention to this saving word, they will not drift away. Not drift away from it. This phrase drifting away is full of meaning. This phrase drifting away is a nautical phrase, which was often referred which often referred to a ship slipping away from a harbour. And so not drifting away gives us an image of a vessel with anchors deeply entrenched into a seabed, withstanding all the heavy currents around in the sea. And so in plain language, the Hebrews were urged to retain the message of Jesus Christ for their whole lives. If they lost sight of this message, if they stopped paying attention to this message, they would become like unanchored vessels floating away into the sea of God's wrath and judgment. 
If they failed to pay attention, the gospel of the eternal life could, in fact, leak out of them. The Christian life is a pilgrimage. We're called to live for Christ for all of life. Unfortunately, in the modern church, things like baptism and saying, I believe in Jesus, has become all that is required for salvation. But that is not true. The Christian life is a pilgrimage and we're called to persevere. And so the implication of this is huge. The diligent attention to the message of salvation is vital to our perseverance in the faith. Can I say that again? Because this is a pretty important point here. The diligent attention to the message of salvation is vital to our perseverance in the faith. In other words, gospel resilience flows from gospel devotion. They can't be separated. Where there is no attention to the word, there's possibly no saving power. While the mind can profess verbal belief in Christ, unless we're soaked in this saving truth every day, the gospel will simply drift away from us. The person who heeds the word is then the person who will persevere into eternal glory, eternal life. Jesus uses a metaphor, another a story, an image. He says, some will be sown in the thorns. And what happens to the seeds sown in the thorns? Over time, the thorns grow up and choke the word out of them. But those who are sown in good soil will multiply and grow and persevere to the end. A great harvest will come. And so we must heed the word if we desire not to drift away from our Lord Jesus into a hopeless state. And so to ensure that we pay attention to the word, I want to encourage you to consider this implication. We should actually be committing ourselves as God's people to the diligent study of the word. That's our calling. We're actually disciples of Jesus. A disciple is a student of the word. For Christians, study primarily takes place in the context of now, church community. But it also can take place in our everyday, our home lives. We might have a spot in our home where we just read the scriptures and meditate on it and reflect upon the word and find joy in it. And so I encourage you to pursue those activities um, more diligently. I want to also talk about the posture of study. The posture of our study should also be like a person seeking hidden treasures, like miners who labour and toil to pierce into the depths of the earth in search of silver. We must dig and search and seek out the gospel in the scriptures. And as you search and labour, be assured you'll become wise and sound in your faith. You'll be awestruck by the sheer magnitude of God's greatness found in his word. You'll proclaim, I can't endure 
each day without listening to the word of my Lord. And so the diligent study of the word is vital to holding fast in the gospel message until the end of life. So let me read this first verse again. For this reason, we must pay much closer attention to what we have heard so that we so that we do not drift away from it. Friends, I want to also look at verse 2 for today. The preacher now confirms and enforces his first point. In particular, he warns the Hebrews about the penalty of neglecting the word of salvation. To understand the sheer weight of this point, we must understand this phrase here. For if the word spoken through angels proved unalterable. In scriptures, we learn that God gave the law to Moses on Mount Sinai. That's like in the first few books of the Bible. And since the angels were the most superior beings outside God, we must glorify them because they gave the word to Moses, which he handed down to the people. Their giving of the law gave the law immense authority, in other words. The law of God meditated by the angels was binding for all Israel. It was so authoritative that a just punishment was given to all those who rebelled against the law of Moses given to the, by the angels, by God. And their punishment for neglecting the law was actually so huge. Often that required, ended in death. And this is where the preacher's argument comes into full force. If the message of Jesus is a superior word, then how will we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? The answer is plain. If we neglect the gospel, the good news of Jesus, we will fall under the justice of God like the, Hebrew, like the ancient Israelites who fell under the judgment of God in rejecting the law of Moses. The penalty for neglecting this superior message of Jesus is actually even more severe because the message of Jesus is even more important than the law given by Moses. I want to read, all the commentators agree on this point. I'm going to read two for us. William Lane said this about this verse. If regard for the Mosaic law required punishment, unconcern for the gospel must be catastrophic. Another commentator said, those who care so little about the word of salvation that they neglect it will find no escape from the punishment they deserve. All the commentators are saying this. It's such a severe thing for the Christian, the one who declares faith in Jesus, to actually live a life without any care about the word in which it has been given to them. And so here's the point. While the gospel is a free gift, Received by faith, real faith does not neglect the gospel once it's received. Real faith is not only concerned about the ticket to heaven, but also about the pilgrimage home to eternal glory. And so if we neglect this gospel, even if we proclaim with our mind that we believe it, our neglect will become a blatant sign of unbelief. It's hard teaching, isn't it? 
How will we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? And for this reason, we should be cautioned. Without a real faith, there's no escape. God desires our heart, not our heads. He desires our affections. He desires to rule our entire heart. And that's one of the key messages of Transfiguration Sunday. Pay attention. Listen to Jesus. He desires for you to live for him now. He desires you to give your whole life to him now. Not just a party of of yourself. Not just a historical religious tradition. He desires your whole heart. And that's why there is no escape on the day of judgment. If we stand before the heavenly throne in unauthentic belief. This world now is the only time and place for the God for the God of mercy to display his mercy. This is the time for God, the God of grace, to give us a second chance. Even though we are rebels, God causes the sun to shine and the rain to fall on the worst of us. Even though we commit great injustices against his name, he offers us immeasurable grace a second chance now. But this time of mercy will soon end. Jesus himself spoke about the impending judgment to come. Matthew's gospel, Matthew 25, verses 41 to 46 says, Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you did not look after me. They also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? He'll reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. The day of God's divine justice against all ungodliness is coming speedily. Heaven and earth will come to a halting end. All those who neglect the message of salvation to live for Christ, to heed his word, to live, pursue righteousness will stand condemned. The consequence of neglecting the gospel is that serious, that severe. That's why I often cry at midnight. Why, Lord, do people not listen to this word? Why? Why do not they, why do not they not turn to Christ for life? Every time I'm at a funeral of an unbeliever, it's a battle to get through it, I must say. Because without confessing Christ as Lord and living for him, there is no hope. Yet while the truth of God's judgment is hard to pallet, remember this. These warnings are not designed to rob us of our hope, but to steer us away from the danger of neglecting such a great salvation. So friends, 
you're, you're here today, you're listening to the word, I pray that in light of this warning to pay attention to the word of salvation, it may cause you to live for God's glory all the more. But if you're someone here today who's neglecting the word, who's treating it as a secondary importance in your life, who's often sidelining it to other things, things that you see more important, I want to encourage you to place Christ higher in your life and his word higher in your life because he is indeed the Lord who is supreme over all. And so friends, be anchored in the message. Pay attention to the word for the sake of your soul and the souls of all those who Christ sends you to minister to. Friends, if you believe in Jesus, if you love him, continue to live in that truth. Let me pray. Lord, your word is like a sword piercing our hearts, challenging us deeply. Lord, on this Transfiguration Sunday, may we see that Christ indeed has all authority over all things and rules at your right hand. And in light of that truth, may we pay attention to him because his word gives us life. Lord, may we not neglect such a word, but may we pursue this message, this great salvation message with our whole heart. And as we pursue this great salvation message, we, t- we, we pray that you fill us with great hope and assurance that we are indeed true believers awaiting eternal glory. So Lord, help us persevere to the end. We pray this in your mighty name. Amen.